Welcome to a new episode of the Consistent Performance Podcast. Being successful as an agency owner or online entrepreneur is not just about accumulating more and more information, but it's about better implementation and execution. Because when you're able to be truly consistent with the right habits and actions, both in your business as well as your life in general, that's when the magic happens. That's why on this podcast, we give you the right strategies and frameworks for you to be able to achieve consistent energy and consistent performance so that you're able to grow your business the most efficient and effective way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health, or burning out along the way. I'm your host, Killian Markert. Let's get started. All right, and I guess we're live. And today, guys, we have a very special guest on today's episode. We have... Kunle Campbell and Kunle is uh, an e-commerce advisor and he has been advising over 60 e-commerce businesses in the last five years, interviewing 250 plus e-commerce founders and experts. And he has a really nice uh, 2x e-commerce podcast as well, where I also featured once. And that's how we actually got uh, to talk uh, the first time. That has been lots of fun. I really enjoyed and I really appreciated being on his show. And we talked a lot of stuff about how to keep consistent energy. And today we're going to talk about a lot of things that Kunli, over all his throughout his journey in entrepreneurship and business has learned how to maintain also good health, how to keep uh, sustainability up also while you're working and how Kunli learned all of that. With that being said, guys, I'm happy to have you uh, here on the show, Kunli. And uh, yeah, good to have Incredible you, man. Stuff. It's the incredible stuff, Killian. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Your 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 parents on, on my podcast was um, had an impression on, on me um, I got the book um, Psycho Cybernetics. I read it, and also Atomic. I I was I started Atomic Habits, as you suggest. Well, prior to speaking to it, started Atomic Habits, and after speaking with you, I finished that book. So you left a mark, you know, on it. So, so thank you so much um, for for having me. I hope um, to do half of what you did on my show. Um, so, so let's let's go. I'm super optimistic about that because I know you've got lots of value to deliver, and so let's look at this. We have a lot of business owners here in our community and a few guys I think are watching right now and the thing is you have a lot of experience right now over the past years advising lots of e-commerce businesses right and I know also that you've made a lot of experiences yourself right when it comes to working a lot when it comes to the stress right of entrepreneurship so do you want to give us a little bit of background right what got you into all of this and kind of the biggest learnings you had along the journey Okay, I'm just going to cut it short. So my career is, I started working back in 2001. Actually, I started working in 2002, three. I was an engineer, basically. Well, they, they hired me to be an engineer and I hated, I just hated it. It was like <laughs> IT engineering. It was like, it was pretty much an ISP. And I, I completely hated it because I just felt like a mechanic and no offense to, to mechanics or, you know, engineers, you know, themselves. It's just, you, you know what you feel, you know who you are, you know? So mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like I belonged in that company. So what happened was like, um, I intentionally used to work nights. And I was also an entrepreneur at daytime, you know, so I used to help set up networks and stuff like that back in the days anyway. And 
what then happened was like at nighttime, I was just researching universities, you know, just like, where can I get a master's you know, degree? Where can I get a master's degree that's more creative? And I, f- I found something out in, in Coventry. It was called um, e-business management. And like the major was like in marketing. So it was like e- e-commerce. It was pretty much e-commerce, essentially. Mm-hmm. This is 2004. So I applied, didn't tell anybody. Um, I applied to like three schools. I got to, I got, I got admitted to the one in Coventry, which is called Warwick University. And then I, I started my, my stint there. And then when I was there, I decided I wanted to work with the company for my dissertation. So I started, so when dissertations came in, the, the list dissertations, potential dissertations came in, I applied for every single, you know, project, every single project that was attached to a company. So I didn't come up with like a topic I wanted to research. I just wanted to go for, you know, what companies actually have problems and um, how can sort of e-commerce and e just electronic business at the time, what they used to call it, how can it solve their business problem? So this company, that was a startup out in Oxford and um, they were, they used to sell property, international property. It was a new thing to, to like Irish and um, UK, you know, residents. So I, I joined them along with like three other people and basically to long, to cut the long story short, um, one year after I was hired as their, well, as a, well, it was called digital marketing manager basically because of the successes we had, you know, there. Now that pushed me through to 2009 where I was, you know, pretty much working SEO and pay-per-click. And then I got to the same issue again. And I was like, SEO could only take me so far in like conversations on, on the boardroom. And I was like, there's something funny around this. So I, I, I quit the job. And I decided to become a consultant. So since 2009, I've I've been you know pretty much self-employed. Yeah. So in 2009, I quit the one my first clients, and I started to look locally for like businesses trying to market myself. I found a few local businesses I was helping out from an SEO and digital marketing standpoint. And then I I launched a, an affiliate um, you know um, website. It was in the maternity space, and I worked with like um, it was like a company out in in Manchester, and they were just amazed by the amount of progress we made. Now Google issued like a Panda update that messed things up completely. But that was like so I was really petrified in 2011 when that happened. But that turned out to be an advantage, you know, um, longer term, because that company was a major e-commerce hosting company and e-commerce development company in the UK. So they started sending me leads from established UK businesses for SEO and PPC. So all of a sudden I was doing SEO and PPC for you, for big e-commerce UK businesses at the time Mm. as a consultant. And, um, off the back of that, I hit an epiphany in 2013 and 2014. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop working with all this lead generation, like dentists, you know, um, doctors, anything requiring, you know, lead generation where you, you, you collect a lead or finance. I used to do finance. I, I, I used to run a network of sites. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop doing lead generation. I'm just going to focus on this e-commerce thing. And the best way to, to get into e-commerce, I was like, okay, I'm already here. Let me just reposition. So I changed my brand over from Foz1 at the time to 2X e-commerce. And the reason why I, I got 2X e-commerce was I created a, it was like a, there was like a small conference I, I set up, which was double your traffic, like 2X your traffic. And all the like 
the 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 people that gravitated to me were e-commerce businesses. I was like, okay, there's something about this 2x. So I put 2x yeah. e-commerce. But getting in to e-commerce, I, I I again I got into that funny feeling I had back in um, my first career, where I thought like sometimes you generate a lot of traffic to a site, but the bottom line, which is like revenue does not change it, it, it mm. you could drive traffic but if like there's certain things you don't do like collecting emails you know working on conversion rate optimization understanding the quality of traffic you might still end up in the same place and you can burn money and that's when i started the podcast because i really wanted to get into a question what is the whole 360 in an e-commerce business and I fast realized, I, I soon realized that, you know, um, there are things like conversion rate optimization and further down the line, there are things like the other channels like performance marketing. And my career has just evolved, you know, from then on with the podcast, I was able to really expose myself to like really, really clever, intelligent people in this space and, you know, network because I'm quite introverted as a, as a person. And um, yeah, the podcast is is on. We've interviewed, we've we're over 300 episodes now. I think it's getting 320 episodes now. Interviewed over 250. Um, I'm not even counting anymore. 250, you know, experts, founders, and you know, SaaS, you know, reps from from their companies. And um, I've advised a a lot of businesses in in various capacities. But more recently, you know, um, I'm I'm really looking into retention which is predominantly email marketing, SMS, and um, push notifications. And I'm also looking at, you know, still performance marketing and how can you merge both to give a fuller picture along with conversion rate optimization. So um, at the minute or at the moment, I have a handful of, of, um, of clients I, I coach and manage. And essentially, we, we, we set up their dashboards, we look at their metrics, and we just empower them to just being better marketers, and you know, yeah. um, they're, they're fantastic results. You know, off the back of a lot of work I've you know I've done. So that's me in in a in a nutshell. Um, I think I went a bit too far <laughs> back. <laughs> it was essential. To, to, I, to love, I love that and it sounds like it sounds like you've been in the digital marketing space uh, from quite the early eight, early times right from like early 2000 right. you started working started studying it right so get, got into that career in the end shifted a little bit so that's super interesting and uh, one thing I, I kind of featured a little bit as kind of introduction of this interview was kind of that you're someone who spends actually a lot of time on self-care right so you're you're this guy who uh, advises e-commerce businesses super professional but to some degree you still prioritize self-care prioritize yourself Right. And for a lot of people, that's super difficult to pull off. Right. They're like the business has you needs a lot of focus and the business is a priority right now. And, you know, I can rest when I'm old, you know. Yeah. So what is it for you that made you say, hey, I need to prioritize my well-being right there and that you do okay. it kind of every day? Okay, so this answer is going to be a bit long winded again because I have to go back in time. Um, <laughs> so. From 2000 to 2009, 2010, I didn't give a freaking care about health. I just thought, I'm young, I'm healthy. If I want to lose weight, 
There's not too much effort. Um, I felt energized. I just didn't care, really. I just wanted to to experience life, you know, just communicate with people. And then I would never forget December of um, 2009, I was at my girlfriend, now wife's um, house, a flat uh, in, out in London. And for some reason, there was just some pain on my lower back. When they ran a test on my body, on, on my bones, like it's called a DEX, DEXA scan, mm-hmm. um, they still realized that I was losing bone density. They, they, they put me on like 20 milligrams or 30 milligrams of prednisolone. And then eventually I was like on five milligrams and they were like, you should take it indefinitely. And I said, I'm not taking this shit again. I'm just not doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this again. I'm going to take control of my life. And I just started, you know, being healthy, you know, eating well, sleeping well, and um, and also just having a, a regime, you know, like a, a you know, a, a workout regime. And you would not believe that um, every time I've done a DEXA scan since then, because it's, it's done, it used to be done annually, and then now it's done every two years. Um, first things first, yeah, every time I've done the DEXA scan, my body, my bone density has improved over time, which the doctors could not believe. And also um, the inflammation, because there were like traces of inflammation, went away because oh. I was just more active, right? I was just more active. And, and, and so that, that's really, really, really helped me. Also meditation. Um, I, I used to meditate to just calm down the anxiety because, I, you know, it's my body. It's nobody else's body. It's my mind. It's nobody else's mind. And at the same time, I was still working for clients. And I would not, I would always remember the, the clients, a set of clients that, you know, stuck with me throughout the, you know, throughout that, um, that, that episode. Cause I was down like for like six months where I was like 50% of my capacity walk wise. And there was still, you know, still paying their retainers, you know, at the time. So recently with the lockdown, very recently, mm-hmm. I have run five to six times every evening, five Ks, you know, three miles, three miles, three miles, three miles, three miles. And now wow. I've, I've lost um, six kilos straight up. What I've realized is like your mind is so important. Your mindset. The first day I, I stepped out of this, of, of my house to, to go for a run, it was snowing out there. Mm. You know what I did? I stepped out. I was like, shit, it's snowing. Step back in, just wore another overall got my gloves, my hat. And I knew that if I didn't do it, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't make it consistent. Yeah. And that consistency has just allowed me sort of, you know, focus. Another thing I, I, I just discovered, you know, d- due to lockdown has been yoga. You know, someone describes yoga as martial arts against your, your body, you know, where you're, mm. it's, it's, it's been life changing. But if I didn't have those health episodes, you know, um, I wouldn't be maybe, you know, who knows out of, you know, probably fallen into, you know, this lifestyle, but, you know, f- some, some, some other way, wake up in the morning. Um, I do my yoga first and then I do like 20 minutes, um, you know, meditation. I, Apple watch has been, you know, um, very, very, very useful, you know, to me, grab a cup of coffee. And then at night time. I just hold myself accountable. I love, you know, running under the stars. I don't know what I'm going to do over summer. 
and I just, I just do, I just do it. You know, I, I just, it's just automatic now. And, um, yeah. you know, luckily the people that I live, you know, with understand um, my lifestyle and, you know, they, they're happy with it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, Man, that's that's an, an an epic story, and I'm I'm super happy and glad for you that you, yeah, that you improved your life there, your health, your body, everything, and it's it's so fascinating to think about this that this medical system tells you, yeah, you will not be able to do this or that. You need the medicine, you know, your whole life will be dependent on this, and then you find a way to turn your lifestyle around to take care of your health. And that is so empowering for people out there, right? That there is, wherever you are right now, right? I know, especially for people who have an online business or who are into entrepreneurship, they have stages in their lives where they maybe are not the healthiest because of all the demands that business put, that, uh, put on them or they're just also overwhelmed or they're just stressed out or they're losing excitement a bit. But I think the story that you shared just shows there is change possible. There is the light at the end of the tunnel, right? If you just find a way, there will be a way. Just go on the search, right, to find your way. And in the end, it's about those small things that you do regularly and you prioritize your health and your, your well-being with it. And I mean, what you did there, I think that's amazing. One thing I wanted to ask you is this. Because you already, you said you're already, you know, like you have already a little, little bit of experience in entrepreneurship. You're in this for a bit longer now than maybe someone starting out in their 20s. And what would you say for someone, you know, maybe between 20 and 30, someone who feels like, hey, I'm on top of my game. I can work so many hours. And yeah, it's not that important to go to the gym. From the gym, my, my revenue will not increase, right? And if I eat a healthy food today or not, that will also not give me more clients, right? So, and then it's a nice to have, right? When things are going well, I do it. If not, it's fine, right? So for people who approach it as this nice to have, like, yeah, maybe one day I'll get back on track with this, but now business is the focus. What would you tell those people? Some of the moments that your breakthrough moments, some of the biggest ideas I've had for both my, my business and my client's business have been outside the office. Yeah. You know, so it could be going for a run and then an idea comes and that idea actually changes your life, your perspective. So people in their 20s, just try and think about 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, 30 years ahead. That's, that's one. Just try and think about it. Number two, if you're in your 20s, you have a lot of energy. Just tweak your morning time routine and tweak your evening time routine, right? And just put some, you know, put an activity there. Just taking care of your mind is so important. And sometimes when you put your body through like a physical challenge, it sort of strengthens, it doesn't just sort of, it strengthens your mind. There is a huge connection between, you know, the brain and dolphins and even, you know, dopamine from physical activity to your brain. So think about physical activity as nourishing your brain, your, your brain health in essence. Um, I think the, br the brain is um, the most energy hungry um, organ we have in our body. So you need to lift yourself 
you know, to you need to nourish yourself to to feed, you know, the brain. You're not always going to have these energy levels, you know, moving forward, you know. So just having that strong foundation um, from the get-go will be super, super helpful longer term, especially when you have kids, you want to be around for your kids. You know, anytime I ever fall ill, I'm thinking, you know, about my, my kids. So just just that strength is is so important. And the nice mm-hmm. thing about finding something you love that's like physically engaging is that it it works you you know it, it strengthens you it strengthens your heart in terms of cardio it could strengthen you so like i found a passion which was tennis i met a 73 year old man in in where i live locally and this guy decided to be healthy from his 30s when he turned 30 he's 73 he was beating me in tennis you know wow. i want to be physically i want to be that guy at 73 mm. you know we we see his mates. This is perspective. And we talk a lot. Just seeing him on the tennis court, we see other 70-something-year-olds walking by the saying hello and they're on crutches. So he had invested in, so he plays badminton with his son, who's 50. He plays um, tennis with us and he beats us all. <laughs> um, he plays golf. He takes long walks with his wife, you know, 8K walks, 5K walks, you know, when, whenever. So he's integrated, he has a, a healthy life. He has a happy physical life, you know, as a 70-year-old. And he's also balanced things out in, t- in terms of like, um, you know, the, the, his mind, you know, his well-being. And he's just stacked. He just knows his priorities. But physically, that guy, he's physically, he's operating like a 50-something-year-old man. And he's 70, 73. It's amazing. And he's just found things he loves. He's, he doesn't go to the gym. That's something I actually found as well, that uh, when I coach people, what uh, what comes up a lot is that, yeah, the gym, you know, they like it or, or they like it for a while, but it's something they just know is good for them, but it's not necessarily the thing which, you know, sparks their heart or what they really love doing. And so... <laughs> This is something which is so important that you find something you feel naturally drawn to. And the other thing is this. The same principle applies, for example, for your morning and evening routines. Some people, they have issues getting out of bed. And then it's like already the language they're using with me. They're like, yeah, I should wake up early and I should get up and do my work, right? And I like, why don't you want to get wake, wake up? What's missing in your life that you really feel drawn to this? And of course, there's some obligations that you feel like you have to get done and it's maybe not so enjoyable, but you can make your days, your routines enjoyable. And for some people in the morning, for example, a great idea is to have a book they absolutely enjoy, which has maybe nothing to do with business, business. and they do that. Right. And similar ideas for the evenings that you're not like, oh, another routine I have to do, but more something. Hey, I read this fiction book or I listen to this space uh, astronomy podcast. I don't care. Right. And this is a similar idea that you want to find something you're passionate about. So you're waking up, your, your brain associates excitement with the day ahead. And this is a key for consistency. So it's not so forced, but you're feeling drawn to it. And this is like a super powerful concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to have 
passion. You have to have a passion, something you you wake up. And the older I'm getting, the the more I'm realizing it. It's a gift to to find these passions early in life because they yeah. stick. You know, it's yeah. it's a gift. So speaking of which, I in the morning I don't feel compelled. So in my in my thirties, I just turned forty, by the way. So in my thirties and twenties, I wake up in the morning, hustle. You know, I'll be like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, what's the next business book? You know, as in, yeah. let me continue. Let me open up my my phone and get the business book on my iPad and read the business book. But now, I just I feel more spiritual, and I, I don't necessarily mean in a practitioner. I, I, when I mean spiritual, I mean I just want to be in touch with you know something with a force. You know, much more bigger than myself in the morning. Mm. And the way I do that is um, just meditation. You know, I, I just sit in silence. It's just sitting in silence and um, just observing my breath, you know, and just staying grounded, just staying grounded. And then in terms of like literature in the morning, I, I read, I started to read like Oscar Wilde's, um, some poetry from Oscar Wilde. It's sometimes a bit dark, I have to say, the guy's mind is, you know, all over. Yeah, it's a bit twisted. But um, there's a there's a Chinese um, there's a Chinese. It's, it's like poetry. It's 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 like it's called Tao Te Ching. That I found interesting in terms of like the, the words. It, it kind of reminds me of meditations from. It's it's like a you know a Chinese an Eastern version of um of like um you know meditations by by Marcus Aurelius. Then yoga has been been fantastic in the morning. The energy it gives me energy. The, the stretches you know just gives me rejuvenates me gets me started. So I don't want to start. So some, for some people, there's a complete reverse where they're doing their, their high intensity workouts in the morning, which, which is what I would have done, you know, years past. But now for me, it's waking up. I remember when I was in Vietnam and um, I'd, I'd go to a park and then I'm just seeing, um, you know, people doing Tai Chi, you know, mm. and it's like, you know, and there were all the elderly people, you know, I prefer the yoga, the movements, and I do strength yoga. The other thing I want to say is like for the tennis, what I realized when I, you know, got, when tennis became my passion was that um, I then started to use the gym to strengthen my muscles to become a better tennis player rather than mm. going to the gym for ego or mm. just pointlessly. So it became a tool rather than just a destination. And I used to see the impact on my game because I served better. I my forehands were harder, you know. My my backhands were, you know, were just a lot more precise because the muscle. Now I know what to to work out. I'm, I'm more aware. And now with this revolution of yoga, I'm just more aware of my body. The, I didn't yeah. know, you know, certain muscles and certain the flexibility. I'm 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 doing like a ninety percent full split now. I'm almost there. And you know, I'm a big guy. I'm ninety kilos right now. So it's it's like. Yes, and it's it's very interesting, you know, where, you know, and, and this this is a new passion I found, and I, I just hope to find more passions. And you see, I was in my podcast, I the latest podcast, um, in the intro, I was just listening to the intro. I hadn't ever listened to the intros. I I don't like listening to myself, but in the intro, I said people get into e-commerce for two reasons, one or two reasons. One, you have a passion. Let's say like, I'm like, you know, I, I love yoga, for instance. So I want to set up like an e-commerce business on yoga. Mm, and so yeah. maybe I do like a men's yoga wear brand, right? So that's to me would be like my life's work, right? Yeah. If somebody comes to me to say, I want to buy it, uh, you know, 
I, I probably wouldn't maybe tell maybe it's a billion or you know 300 million something like crazy life-changing but it's it's because you can't really detach that identity from me it's a passion mm. so I'm, I'm in mm. business for that while some of us are also in and there's no right or you know there's no right or wrong answer to this some of us are in business to pursue uh, our passions afterwards so we're, mm. we're in business where we set up our e-commerce business you know we, we need to deliver you know customer you know happiness we need to deliver on products we need to deliver on our promise we're but we're building this business specifically to sell it yeah so that i, I just want to do this for 10 years sell it sell my business and have like you know some some f you money <laughs> there's there's no right right or, or or wrong way around it but you you just have to be aware that at the end of it all it's down to your passions you know it's it's That's, your passion and it's the passion and and it's something i think to to summarize the topic it's also what i learned is it's something you have to also nurture regularly because a lot of the times you had passions in the past And then, for example, like childhood or even as a teenager, and you love those things, but for whatever reason, you stop doing them. And it can be one of the most exciting, uh, uh, thrilling things in your life when you rediscover those or find new ones and you do them regularly and nurture those. So this is, this is something uh, which, which I think everybody listening uh, uh, should do. For everybody watching, right, wanting to learn more about you, you have lots of experiences in e-commerce and also the things we talked about right now. Uh, where where should people go to find more about what you do? Look me up on, on Facebook. I also have a, a group on Facebook. Just type out 2x e-commerce. Subscribe to the podcast, you know, if like you're into e-commerce. I, I interview, basically my work at the moment is just delivering The, the highest quality information I can possibly deliver to four mid-tier direct-to-consumer e-commerce, you know, um, businesses. So if, if that's your thing, just subscribe to the podcast. You, you would not be disappointed. Yeah. And um, yeah, um, 2X e-commerce is, is the is the website. Perfect. Guys, definitely check that all out and also make sure to hit up Kunle, um here on, on Facebook as well. And I can only highly recommend the podcast as well. I mean, I've, I've been on there as well. And I know firsthand Kunle is an awesome host. So the, the, the things are high quality. Perfect. Kunle, it was an awesome honor to, to have you here on the show and uh, get your perspective on all these important things uh, for business owners. And um, yeah, it's been great to have you, man. Thank you so much, Kelly. And it's been a pleasure. Perfect. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Did you like this episode and want to learn more? Check out the show notes. In there, you'll find all the links and resources from this episode. But remember, only listening to the podcast will not change much unless you start implementing and executing on what you have learned consistently. Would you like to know if we might be able to help you take your performance to the next level? Then go to killianmarket.com and apply for your free consultation call. On this call, we'll help you come up with a performance game plan to level up your daily productivity and energy and grow your business the most efficient way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health or burning out along the way. Head over to killianmarket.com and apply for your call 